And joining us now, all the way across the Atlantic, uh, is Dr. J. Elliot Silverstein. Now, uh, Dr. J., which I got to call him Dr. J because I just think that's cool. Like you got a cool name, J. Um, the, uh, you are an Egyptologist and archaeologist and, um, you really like old things, I guess. That's kind of the way it goes. Before we get started though, I got to compliment your beard, sir. That is a handsome beard. As a beard loving gentleman, I got to tell you, yeah, you look good. You keep that for me. Um, Hollywood Cleopatra, real life Cleopatra. I mean, how cool is it to think that it's possible that you guys have found these stories of the real deal here? This must get you excited. Yeah, I, you know, for me, there's nothing more exciting than bringing to life the, the, the stories of history, you know, through the physical evidence that we find in archaeology. Now, what does that look so, like for you when, when you when you guys get together? I'm going to ask, like, okay, so here's Dr. Silverstein and his other archaeology doctor doctor friends and this is when word starts to get out or someone finds some evidence somewhere and you know i I imagine it a little bit kind of like a needle in a haystack like everyone's kind of searching and someone's like oh and they're like hey dr silverstein what do you think of this and you're like oh and then everybody gets a little bit excited (laughs) and then it grows and grows how does it happen well you know there's a mixture when you when someone's announcing something that they think they're going to find versus something that something that they found there, there can be a difference when i when i see something that someone found like like the um recent tombs in saqqara it that's incredible when i hear about how we're gonna find the tomb of alexander the great or the tomb of cleopatra then i tend to be a little bit skeptical and i really want to go through the evidence leading us to that so these claims about these uh, ruined cities and these these hallways and these tombs, where do we land on this? Because aside from the fact that I find these photos to be particularly haunting, imagining that nobody's been in these places for a really long time, uh, where are we at on the land of finding actual evidence or speculating that what they might have found some stuff? Where, where do we land on that scale right now? Uh, I think we're more on the speculation point right okay. now. The, the site where um, Kathleen Martinez is working right now, uh, Taposiris Magna, is an incredible site. And, and you know, there, there, there's no exaggerating how important the site was. But that said, there's also no specific leads to say that Cleopatra's buried there. Right. So why would they assume that that could so, be the case? Is it because it's all new, or there's some storylines that may sort of collaborate with what's being found? Well, there's been a hundred years of excavation going on there, really? and some of the things that are kind of presented as new were actually, you know, the Polish mission that was there and the Hungarian mission that were there had talked about the Temple of Isis, the name Taposiris um, Magna, and and the older name of Abusir tells us that there was a temple of Osiris. If you have a temple of Osiris, you have a, a temple also of his wife, Isis. Right. So um, so some of this stuff isn't, isn't all that new. But the evidence that she's uncovering, that, you know, the, that's, that's building our knowledge of Taposiris Magna is really fantastic. But it doesn't necessarily say that Cleopatra's tomb is going to be there. One of the reasons... The, the tunnel that they found? Yeah. Keep going. Sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh, 
Yeah, no, the tunnel that they found, you know, is, is 1,500 meters long, according to the reports, um, which is fantastic. It, it, it's not unusual for those sort of tunnels to be found under archaeological sites when that length is, is sensational. But also a long tunnel like that is not something you would necessarily expect to be associated with a tomb, that it's more like a you know, passageway or a sewer right. or uh, an aqueduct. A sewer. That's what it would work for me. If I became an archaeologist, yeah. I'd be like, "You guess what I found? I found a sewer. That's the way, that's my luck right there. That's what you just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Well, you know, most of archaeology is looking at old garbage. Right, I guess. The thing. Well, one of the things, speaking of garbage, I guess it's not garbage, but they have found things, and there is some speculation about some coins that they're associated at least with likeness of these people. Oh, yeah, no, the coins of Cleopatra are, are, are wonderful, and you know, but they're not uncommon throughout Egypt from that time period. It, oh, it okay. was, you know, any more than finding a penny or, a, you know, a, you know a five pence piece or something, you know, um, Nowadays, or, or someone has a, a hoard of coins that they, they, you know, you put in a, in a box or in a jar, and and that is found, you know, a thousand years later by an archaeologist. Yeah, that's that's very informative. It's very interesting. But it doesn't mean that, you know, that doesn't mean if if it's an American penny with Abraham Lincoln, it doesn't mean that Abraham Lincoln's buried there. <laughs> I guess that's a very very good point, right? So let's talk a little bit about this engineering thing because I'm curious when you archaeologists have to sort of stave off the engineer nerds who want to come see this stuff because the photos of this particular one looks like a vertical shaft was going down and then they found tunnels underground, horizontal tunnels. Now that leads me to believe that. Um, you know, a little bit of luck and, and digging in different directions finds different things. I'm going to assume that the uh, LED lights that are in the hallway were installed after the fact. Um, but <laughs> the engineering around it, I mean, there's the tops of the tunnels. They're shaped, you know, obviously in a, a fashion to protect collapse and all these different things going on. Does that fall into your purview of the archaeology part of how the heck did they do this? Uh, and do, do those engineering folks try to step in on your territory to, to, to get a look at how these old, old, old tunnels are still standing? Well, one thing is archaeology is very collaborative. Humanity is so complex that none of us have the specialized knowledge, whether it's engineering technology or history or languages, to, to solve all the questions, to answer all the questions about the things that we find. So we're, we're always collaborating with other experts. So, I, I mean, I would invite engineers anytime to look at anything I found. So that, that said, also, we know that particularly in the Ptolemaic period with the Library of Alexandria and the, the, this, this consolidation of modern science really going on at, the, at Alexandria, that engineering was was amazing during that time period. The hydraulic engineering, the construction. You know, we have two of the great wonders of the world at Alexandria: the library and the and the lighthouse. So, 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 yeah, that type of engineering doesn't surprise me, and and certainly, I would want to see you know any experts who who could come in who specialize in in ancient architecture uh, would be you know, a welcome addition to understanding what's going on there. This one particular tunnel that, that's noted here, uh, it says in one of the photos, it says, this tunnel resembles another older tunnel from ancient Greece that was used to transport water. Is that a nice way of saying they found a sewer? 
Yeah, or an aqueduct is, yeah. is, is uh, aqueduct you know, a little better than a sewer. Yeah. <laughs> a storm drain versus a, an aqueduct that brings water to you. But yeah, it's crazy uh, to think, though. You yeah, know? so so it wouldn't surprise me if it if it was an aqueduct. What's your um? What's your Capacitors favorite thing? Is, sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry, we have a bit of a delay on the connection. I don't mean to step on you there. Continue your thought. And my next yeah. question is going to be what your favorite part of this is. So finish your thought, please. Okay, you know, Taposiris Magna is you know, located in a really uh, important location because it connects all the resources of um, Lake Mariotis and the Nile Delta to the Mediterranean. And this was uh, you know, the, the, the central point for connecting all the Mediterranean countries, you know, Southern Europe, North Africa, also the Middle East, Near East, Asia, and Africa. We're all coming together in Alexandria. And, and Teposiris Magna right there as well. Hmm. It's fascinating to me. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite part of this? I mean, you become an archaeologist. It's not like you have a very narrow look at uh, the thousands and thousands of years of history, right? So, like, when, when you, now, I mean, you've been at this for a little bit now. So, uh, what? Okay, let's let me spin it this way. For anybody who's thinking of a, uh, a young person who's listening to the podcast or thinking of a career thing, what what is it about archaeology for you? Based on this lens of this possibility of Cleopatra, you know, what, what really is the best part? For me, what, what has drawn me is solving mysteries. I, I was a police officer before I went into archaeology, and I love solving a crime. You know, I, I worked for the U.S. military searching for missing soldiers from past wars, and I worked all around the world trying to solve the mystery of MIAs. Oh, interesting. At the same time, you know, I can built my career in uh, Mexico and Guatemala, and then in 2007 came to Egypt. So for me, it's 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 really the discovery and the answering questions. What's the uh, biggest question about them. this that's still missing that that we need to know? Is it Cleopatra? Is she the biggest question mark? Well, yeah, she remains a big question mark you know the two big discoveries we would love to see in egypt would be cleopatra's tomb and alexander the great's tomb um and they're both very elusive both probably in alexandria maybe underwater now right um so yeah you know, so so yeah those but but I, I gotta say you know all across egypt there are hundreds of archaeologists working from from egypt and from uh, you know Dominican Republic from from all over the world and everyone is actually making pretty significant discoveries every mm -hmm. year you know discoveries that don't get as much press because it's not Cleopatra right but but they do rewrite the history of the world and the history of Egypt that's cool okay so here's what I imagine it's like and I mean this in a good spirit when I say it when you watch the TV show storage wars I feel like that's what it's like when you open up a tomb. Because when they open up those storage lockers, you never really know what's inside, right? And you get a bunch of people that they invest yeah. their whole careers into these tombs. They're like, this is the thing. And you're going to open it up. Kind of like the guy who's like paid $1,000 for the locker. And he's hoping there's that one rare collectible inside that he can make money on. And then you open up the storage locker and it's like the locker. And it's like, burr, 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 there's nothing in it. But then you have these people that invested <laughs> their whole lives into these tombs. And then they open the door and they're like... There's, it's a, it's a closet. Like there's nothing. Like well, there's nothing in here. There's nothing good. Is that kind of what it's like? 
there, there, there's an aspect of that, and that's why we, we fall back on science. <laughs> when we don't get the sensational discovery, you know, we, we look at the pollen counts or we look at the, <laughs> uh, you know, architectural aspects or, you know, how rooms are connected, um, you know, or changes in ceramic style. But, but yeah, but all of us, I think, deep down want to make that big discovery. Yeah, we right. want to find that something that's going to, instead of moving us incrementally forward in history, that's going to really give us something that's uh, going to rewrite a piece of history that's going to change things, that's going to look really good on National Geographic. Right. Well, and hey, payday's all right, too. I mean, you do work hard, so why not? This is so fascinating. Um, uh, well, I guess as we discover more, we want to learn more. We find this fascinating here on the shift. Our audience shares with us the shift ads all the time when we have, uh, you know, experts like you that share these stories. I think it really challenges the Hollywood convention and allows us to look at this from that that human perspective. I mean, I kind of always think of it like rings on a tree when they count rings on a tree to see how old it is. I mean, when you look at the erosion and the rock and all the things kind of like rings on a tree that to me, that stuff's really cool and really exciting. It, it is. And, and, and that's a good analogy. And that, in fact, that's even an aspect of archeology. span We oh. call dendrochronology is, is aging things by rings on trees. Yeah. Oh, cool. But, but yeah, a, a, an ancient city is like a tree in that it's got layers and layers piled up as people have lived over there for thousands of years. And we want to understand what happens to those people, you know, how they lived, how they died, why they failed. I think one of the biggest lessons from archaeology is how these ancient civilizations failed because it allows us to reflect that our civilization can fail if we allow it to. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the ancient civilizations who did fail remind us of that fact. Wow. That's a good thing to finish with right there. Dr. Jay Silverstein uh, joins us, Egyptologist, archaeologist, uh, that has a much more uh, interesting history than just looking at rocks and old things. We've learned a lot. So, Jay, I'd love it if you came back. And, uh, you know, I want to learn more about this, uh, some specifics of certain things that have been found that you've found that you've been a part of, and uh, some of those older stories, too, of your previous life. This is fascinating. Thank you for being so generous with your time, sir. Yeah, anytime. It's a real pleasure. 911.